you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Happy Friday. 
You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Also, again, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Uh, digital platforms that are free downloads for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. Check out the podcast there as well because our podcast is everywhere. Anchor is our home base, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just check it out, Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find us. Uh, Nash FM 106.1 uh, and uh, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, uh, already up on our social media platforms, including, again, the WLA-TV YouTube page. It'll be up on our um, on our website probably by the end of the weekend, but it's already up on my social media platforms. So those of you that live out the uh, side of the WLA-TV viewing area, you can check that out at your leisure. And uh, Garland Gillen joined us on the show uh, yesterday. And, of course, the rebroadcast tonight at 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock on WLAE, 2 a.m. on the Deuce. That's Saturday morning at 2 a.m. And then, of course, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And uh, it was a, I thought it was a really thorough show. So, again, I hope you guys have a chance to check it out. Hope you enjoy it as well. Uh, Mike Vazan joins us. He's back, again, from Hot Off the Bench Podcast, Vazano Football Podcast and Blog. He'll join us at about 4.15 this afternoon. Uh, Christopher Dotson of uh, Pelican Scoop is going to join us at 5.15 and uh, we'll talk to him about Pels. Now, we'll get into a lot to talk about here because uh, there's the Zion contract. There is uh, the, the story he broke today about the team getting together in different cities uh, to be able to work out, Zion being among them. And then, of course, last week he had a great article on uh, the Pelicans stashing um, their uh, second-round picks in, in Europe, which is a great idea, something I've been talking about on this program for a long time. Uh, you know, this is what San Antonio did for so many years uh, when they were when they had their championship type teams. Uh, they were in a situation where they had players that they did not want to let go off their roster, and they had an abundance of of these picks. Uh, a lot of times they trade what out of their first round pick, uh, you know, pick up additional picks, etc. And then of course they'd have those second round picks. So whether it was a first round pick or a second round pick, they'd pick a European player and they'd stash that player overseas. That player would become seasoned when their contract was up. They'd end up coming back, come to the Spurs. And, of course, we've seen a, a myriad of players that, again, have come from, um, uh, from across the pond that uh, have been an integral part of the San Antonio Spurs uh, during, the, during their great run uh, at NBA championships. So uh, Christopher Dotson wrote a great article about some guys that may be on the Pelicans' radar that they can, uh, again, draft and stash. So we'll talk to him about that. And, of course, the NBA Finals uh, last night, Boston, uh, winning over over Golden State, and uh, really exciting. Yeah, look, as bad as the, and then look, they were bad. Okay, the Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. If you're a basketball junkie like I am, uh, I mean, again, like I told you before, I, I'd find myself reading. I'd find myself getting ready for the show while the the game is in front of me, not watching the game and really breaking it down like I normally do. Uh, but last night was great. One twenty to one hundred eight. Celtics over the uh, uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, Celts kind of gave them a little taste of their own medicine in the fourth quarter, going going off on, on again, uh, all those three-point shots. Uh, you know, whether, again, it was, uh, uh, you know, Hawford who played so well with 26 points. Uh, you talk, you know, uh, you look at uh, White who had 21 points off the bench. I mean, just, uh, they just really played well last night, the Celts. And, look, for me, it, it, it's a great series. Uh, I've always liked Golden State, the way they built that team 
organically through the draft. We, you know, with the exception of what? Bringing in one time Kevin Durant, which made that little super team. And, of course, that was disbanded shortly after. But, again, the, again, when you talk about, uh, you know, how they built that, that particular franchise is the right way to do it. And then, of course, I've always been a Boston fan. Uh, you know, again, before the Jazz came to New Orleans, I was a Boston fan. After the Jazz left for Utah, again, back to being, again, a, you know, Boston is my favorite team. And, of course, that coincided with Bird and, and of course, the 80s. And, uh, and of course, even when the, when the Hornets, uh, you know, came to New Orleans, I still, again, a huge Boston fan. So, for me, again, I love seeing Boston back in the finals. And last night, 120 to 108. And Christopher Dotson's going to break that down for us as well. We're going to finish up with Jeff Duncan of uh, Noel.com, the Times Picayune, and The Advocate. Uh, Jeff is going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the Saints. We'll talk uh, uh, also college baseball with him. Uh, we'll talk some uh, some uh, college football and also some Pelicans basketball. So we'll be able to run the gamut with uh, Jeff. That'll happen about 5.30 this afternoon. Today's program is brought to you by uh, our good friends at William Grant Family Distillers. Got to tell you what, so pleased and, 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 and really, again, uh, uh, gratified that William Grant has is, is been a big, big part of our program. Uh, again, my good friend George Loriano, a believer in this show. Uh, again, a guy that, uh, again, is uh, when you, you talk about a family that, that, that just, again, embraces the military. Um, George is one of the, is, is a guy that, again, has seen many, many of his family members be involved in the military. And, of course, it's one of the reasons why we do a lot of stuff with Sailor Jerry Rum, right? Uh, in, in, in conjunction with the Gott Foundation. But it's also Republic Beverage and William Grant, independent family distillers since 1887 that are running all part of our program, even so much so that, again, they've, they've jumped on on Mondays with uh, Hendrix Neptunia Gin, and we've talked about that over and over again, right? So, again, we're really happy that, 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 again, they're still part of our program and continue to be. And I'm just telling you right now, there's a lot of, uh, again, spirit companies out there that will tell you they are the best, and they're the best at, again, whatever uh, uh, flavor profile that they're involved in. But I'm going to tell you right now, William Grant is award-winning. You know, from the hottest spirits on the markets, Hendrick's Gin, Malago Tequila, Reka Vodka. We've talked about it for years now. Tales of the Cocktails right around the corner will be back this year. And I've told you, again, from years of, 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 of sitting down, talking to mixologists, kind of picking their brain and telling me about how, how great these spirits are and, again, how different they are in their flavor profile than any other, uh, any other spirit in those categories. And then you get to the scotches, which, again, have, where, where, where really when you look at William Grant, it's where they made their bones. We're talking award-winning scotches, lymphatic scotch whiskey, uh, the Balvini scotch whiskey, Grant's Blended scotch whiskey. You know, I was saying the other day, I think it was a few weeks ago, that I, I was, uh, you know, that if you're watching television and you're, and you're looking uh, at, at maybe somebody drinking a bottle of scotch, in a lot of cases, it, uh, it, it's a William Grant product. You'll see a Glenfiddich there. You'll see a Balvini there, uh, even Grant's. So, again, you see it on, on, on the silver screen as well. Uh, but I'm telling you, award-winning scotches. And, and you know, from their base scotches all the way up that flavor profile, they just get better each and every, each and every way you, as, as you go up. Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the second largest selling Irish whiskey in all the world. And then, of course, Sailor Jerry Rum. Don't forget about Sailor Jerry Rum. And, of course, uh, in conjunction with the uh, God Foundation. First of all, Sailor Jerry Rum is a fantastic spice rum. Okay, it's a fantastic spice rum. But on top of that, by buying a bottle in the state of Louisiana, Porsche's proceeds go to the Gott Foundation, www.gottourtroops.org. Over $200,000 of financial aid given out since 2012. And it's there for those that, again, that have given so much to us. 
uh, active military members, retired military members, and their families. They get in a little bit of a jam. They need help. The God Foundation is there, there for insurance premiums, utility bills, mortgage payments, rent, home repairs, living expenses. Uh, it's a backstop wall. So, again, you can give directly uh, to the God Foundation at www.gotourtroops.org. You know, hey, treat yourself uh, to a bottle of Sailor Jerry rum. Also, fistful of bourbon whiskey. Uh, and Hudson Bourbon as part of the bourbon portfolio. And, and I was remiss at not mentioning Monkey Shoulder, which is, again, a single malt uh, as, part, as part of um, the, uh, the Scotch line uh, of William Grant. All available at all our favorite spirit stores. Uh, demand it at your, at your favorite restaurant or your favorite bar. But no more. it's going to be at your favorite bar for sure. You're going to see it uh, there. Uh, but, again, do like, again, like Scott Craig has done over at, um, at Katie's and his restaurants. Uh, I mean, it's a treat because you get William Grant products in the in the well, in the well. So you're getting a high premium spirit in the well at the Katie's Family of Restaurants in conjunction, again, with uh, the relationship with George Loriana and, of course, William Grant. So, again, reach for a William Grant product, independent family distiller since 1887, the proud sponsor of our program. All right, let's head to the guest line. I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks uh, here on this show, we were off for Memorial Day. He was off for, uh, for for the week before Memorial Day. He's my lifelong friend. He's, a, again, part of the uh, Hot Off the Bench podcast with celebrity chef Scott Craig. He also, again, has had his own podcast and uh, and blog for many, many years. Michael Fazan joins us on the program, Fazan on Football Podcast blog, and, of course, Hot Off the Bench podcast. Mike, how are you? Michael Fazan going once, going twice. Do we have him ready? Eric, my boy. There he is. What, did I put him to sleep? Did I put him to sleep during that commercial? It's a live spot. No, I had a a senior moment. I had me on mute so in case I had any outside noise, you couldn't hear it. And I forgot to take myself off mute. Senior uh, moment. My gosh. Mike, we're not old enough to have senior moments, are we? No, 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 no. Come on. (laughs) You know? Come on. But we can't can't go three weeks without – talking because it's too much too much goes on in between i mean my goodness gracious but i'm glad we're back my boy yep glad we're back as well and of course before we get started uh why don't you um tell the folks about what you're involved in your podcast your blog and of course uh working with celebrity chef scott craig who uh is on another vacation by the way (laughs) scott's the vacation king scott he should write a vacation book yeah, he can do his own vacation uh, travel log because he's away a lot. But good for him. I mean, he, he yep. really works hard. Hey, man, no, he does. He, I was going to say that. Yeah, the dude works hard. It's still yeah, while he's not work, while he's not on vacation, he's busting his butt. And so I've seen it firsthand. So go ahead, Scott. Enjoy your vacation. Enjoy but, it, right? Um, yeah, we do hot off the bench. Uh, on the uh, podcast app, and we do, and I do Fazano Football and Anchor app, which is what you use, my man. But you can catch yep. Anchor anywhere on the planet, no doubt. Um, Mike, let's start off with um, with um, college baseball. LSU taking on Kennesaw State uh, in the Hattiesburg Regional. Uh, they are the second seed, but they're expected to be again the, be the best in the regional. Even though again. You can't downplay what Southern Miss has done this year with their pitching staff. You know, they're, they're the one seed in that regional for a reason. Uh, yeah. But with that said, 
uh, all games, again, are at 6 o'clock, and I'll get, we'll get into those other games in a moment. But let's start with LSU and your thoughts, again, the, uh, the matchup tonight and then, and of course, the matchup through, uh, through, through this weekend, the possibility of moving on to the Super. Yeah, I mean, I think I want to say Southern Miss uh, swept Mississippi State. I think they were midweek games, but but you know, I could be wrong about that. Southern Miss is a good team. They deserve the number one rank, the one seed ranking, like you said, because of the pitching staff. However, I gotta believe <clears throat> LSU's lineup is just too strong uh, for even Southern Miss because you're getting Barry back, you're getting Doty back either tonight or as soon as possible. Um, they were missing sorely. They didn't they didn't play they didn't be held out because they were hurt. They was they were resting, you know, recovering from their minor injuries. Like I think Jay Johnson wanted to hold them out of the S C C tournament and uh bumped them really out of a out of out of a host site because the the you know, the the last loss they got, you know, when they lost to Kentucky to get eliminated. I think that bumped them out of a, a host site. But anyway, um, I just think uh, this is – if you can't host a site, to me, if you're LSU, I mean, this is a uh, this is the, the, the place to go to if you if you, you can't be the host site. I mean, it's close. It's two hours uh, from New Orleans. Not even. Just barely two hours drive, Hattiesburg from New Orleans. And that – I guess it's around the same uh, – I guess if you take I-12 – it's not as uh, too far either. So there's going to be a lot of LSU people up there, uh, over there. And um, I just think LSU's team as a whole, the way they were playing before the SEC tournament, sweeping Vanderbilt, uh, going into the tournament, I just think uh, they were pretty hot. And so I, I think this is a good, good bracket for LSU. And I think uh, Arizona's in their bracket as well if they come out of it. Um, which would be an interesting matchup, considering Jay Johnson's from you know coached in that area yeah. last year. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough uh, regional win in, in Coral Gables, um, uh, and that's the matching. Uh, that's the matching super regional uh, for for LSU. So you know, uh-huh. again, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how we'll see how that all kind of plays out. I mean, LSU's obviously oh, got to get Oh, Coral Gables. Okay. Um, so who's yeah. the number? Who's the uh, I don't know who the seed would be. It's like if LSU. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now, Mike. I had it. Yeah. I had it up. I did not pull it up before I started the show. No, Normally, fine. I have that right in front of me. It'll be up in a couple seconds. Uh, but um, so yeah, I mean, um, last year they went LSU went to Corvallis, I believe, Oregon State, right? And um, but they had to, they were matched up with Tennessee <laughs> at Tennessee Super Regional, which you know. Which is great winning um, their sub, but but they had to go to Tennessee as a reward. I mean, that was that was not even a contest. Tennessee's so good. I mean, they were good last year, but they even better this year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But no, uh, no, and... go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say I, I just think this this regional here, the Southern meets the Hattiesburg regional, LSU shouldn't have too much trouble with. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would hope so. The good news for LSU is, and I think everybody's banking on this. When, when you when you look at um, uh, at where they are, is, is they're getting healthy, and yeah. you know that that to me again, look, they're not going to outpitch anybody, but they might be able to outhit right. you, and uh, the fact they're getting these, they're getting again their the meat of their lineup back for the most part. I mean that that that, that is huge, no no doubt about that. Well, I mean, listen, 
on the on another season in another season, Southern Miss would be a midweek matchup for LSU. I mean, I don't want to downgrade that program, but maybe a preseason weekend, you know, warm up type of matchup for LSU. I mean, they're just not in the SEC. They're not an SEC caliber school a team, and neither the other teams in the bracket in that regional. So uh, I, I think they can definitely offensively get through, especially if they got a if Southern Miss has to go into their second, let's say LSU and Southern Miss play in the winner's bracket, LSU wins, now Southern mm-hmm. Miss is getting deeper into their rotation. Right. And that's going to make it harder against a team that hits like LSU. So mm-hmm. I just got to, you know, obviously that game, I mean, I'm taking for granted LSU beats Kennesaw and, and Southern Miss beats Army. So, I mean, that crucial that that game's going to be for really Southern Miss. More than LSU because I think even if LSU goes uh, to that losers bracket in the second round, that they can still come back because of their offense. By, by the way, on that Coral Gables regional, Miami is the first seed, Arizona the second seed, Ole Miss the third seed, Kinesis uh, is uh, is the fourth seed. So, um, yeah, that's a brutal region. I mean, um, geez, oh man. So what happens if if Two visiting teams win their subs. I mean, where does the super go? Oh, I think I'll, I'll that again, to... right now. Let's say let's say it's Ole Miss and LSU. Uh, based on what I've been told this week by the correspondents been on the program, LSU would probably host uh, the super regional because they're the second seed in their particular region. Gotcha. They're the highest seed. Okay. Gotcha. Now again, if the highest seed, so that means the highest seed would probably uh, host. Now. You know, let's say let's say Arizona wins Coral Gables and LSU wins wins um, Hattiesburg. I'm not sure what happens. They're both second. They're they're both number two seeds. Exactly. So, uh, you know, now look, I'm a little surprised, but uh, you know, I, I mean, I really am. I thought LSU had done enough winning that first game and in um, in the SEC tournament uh, to merit an opportunity to be able to host, especially again when you got 10,000 seats. You know, it's going to be sold out, etc. As opposed to what 4,500 seats in Hattiesburg, etc. But uh, the NCAA seems to be a little bit different than they were in the years past, where you know they were looking for the money, they were looking for the box office, they were looking for the cachet of you know national TV and having a big time program on there like like an LSU. And uh, instead, they went and, and and they did the right thing in terms of their seating, right? Uh, so uh, hence, you've got Mississippi. I'm sorry, you got Southern Miss now hosting their own regional, and we'll we'll see how see how it all kind of plays out. LSU almost has to be flawless in, 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 in the field though and they gotta hit the ball because you're gonna be you're gonna be taxing that bullpen all weekend long. You know, you gotta hope that you get a couple guys that can go, you know, deep into deep into the into the game where you don't have to go and, and you know go Johnny Holstaff early, uh, no. you know, in in this in this particular regional because then you start using your arms and that's going to be the death nail, I think, for LSU. I don't think it's going to be the, the, the hitting. I don't think it's going to be the fielding. I think that, again, they, they can hold their own there if they're on. But, I, but again, how deep can you go in that, into that pitching staff? Yeah, well, I mean, you're not going to start your Friday night guy against Kennesaw. You're going to hold him back thinking you're going to beat that team uh, <clears throat> with your second-line guy. So you figure to have, um, you know, let's say it, it's uh, – the Friday night pitcher for LSU's name's all of a sudden escaping me, but he's the, he's been doing really well. McKeel he's going to be, yeah, thank you, heal you, sure. You got to figure he's going to. Southern Miss is probably doing the same thing, you know, holding back their ace. So um, 
yeah, um, I, I just think the way LSU was hitting the ball going into the, the tournament that I, I don't know. I don't know that even Southern Miss's pitching can sustain, you know, can hold them down for that long, like for 18 innings. I mean, yeah, maybe for one one game, but I, but to do it again and, and you'd have to come, you know, to win and then have to face LSU again, you know, it's different. The tournament is, you know, is set up to where you better have two, three really good starters. Because you're going right. to need them once you get start. Once you start getting into midweek guys, mm-hmm. then you're asking for trouble. So, but the, pro, the the good news for LSU, it's been that way all season. <laughs> yes. So they're used to it. And, and you know, Mike, it, I gotta say, the, 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 look, give Jay Johnson a lot of credit, right? Oh I yeah. Mean, I mean, the, considering where he was in terms of when he took over, the defections oh, no again, guys going to the pros, etc to yeah. now what he's been able to do with the transfer portal uh, to stabilize the the, um, the program. And, look, I, I think it's a lot like football and basketball. I think that you might have a little bit of a struggle this first year, but after that I think the foundation is going to be there. And, look, I'm, no disrespect to Paul Maneri, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, and Johnson's got a different way of doing things than Maneri does, obviously. And so he's still got to put his stamp on, the, on this team. But um, – you know, I'm excited about the future of, of, of all the major sports now because I think they've got some quality coaches uh, uh, that have, are going to lay a really good foundation. What Matt McMahon has done is is yeah. is shocking. Okay. No, I was okay. going to with, with, say with this that, cloud yeah. hanging over that the, over the basketball yeah. program's head, and to still be able to recruit as well as he has, and we know he's a good bench coach. Yeah, I mean, listen, he. Uh... He's knocked it out of the park. I mean, considering what you said, everything that's happening with LSU, with the cloud that's hanging over their head, and to be able to recruit the way he has, and just just wait till uh, everything's cleared and he can just go when he's on a right. level playing field and they have NIL work in NIL and and things of that nature. I mean, the, the great thing what Scott Woodward done has done is he's hired some big time coaches who can big time recruit. When you look at Kim Mulkey and Brian Kelly and Jay Johnson, Jay Johnson's class is coming in next year is ridiculous. Right. It's insane. Right. If they all make it to campus, it's going to be like on Tennessee's level. Mm-hmm. So the recruiting class, I mean, they right. have so sure. much talent signed and committed to LSU. It's going to just be a matter of if they can make it to campus, uh, campus or not. Right, and I think the same thing can be said for football as well, like Brian Kelly's been able to do. Yeah, Brian I mean, Kelly the, the, as well. Absolutely. I mean, the cover was pretty much, yeah. say it was totally bare, but it was it was pretty much bare. And, he, again, now, look, we're going to have to see how that secondary matches up against SEC talent, right? Okay? Yeah. Um, that's going to yeah. be one of the things that really is going to be a question mark going here. Offensive line has been a question mark at LSU since the championship year. Okay, and and hopefully some of these young players are going to be able to come in and and be able to hold their own when it comes to SEC play. But I mean, you you got to like what what he's been able to do with yeah, really with one hand tied behind his back uh, because of the, again the, the late defections and getting in the transfer portal. Because the guys at LSU lost. I mean, you're talking about some big time players, okay? And then guys like you know Eli Ricks heading over to Alabama. We could we can go on and on. And not not to mention again what happened during uh, during the recruiting period. With uh, Texas A&M just, you know, uh, yeah. a- able to be able to spend, uh, you know, money like like a drunk sale on Bourbon Street when it comes to NIL. 
and, and beat, beat LSU and everybody else to the punch there. Now, I, I, I think the programs are in really good shape. And we didn't even mention Kim Mulkey, okay? Right, right. That's, yeah, I mentioned her earlier. I mean, she, I mean the, the coaches that Woodward's brought in, and they talk about that drunken sailor. Fisher, they spend money like a drunk sale, drunken sailor on Bourbon Street looking for lucky dogs. That's how much money they spent. <laughs> I mean, they were throwing money at people. Yes. And, um, you know how good the lucky dogs look at three o'clock in the morning, dude. Coming out, they of looking really good at three o'clock in the morning. Now you and I both know that. Of course, they, they don't feel good about twelve noon the next day, but still at three o'clock in the morning, looking good. <laughs> you have a little bit of regret, but hey, it's yes, just a bit, just a bit. No, you're right. No, but, but I don't um, think they're in really, really good hands. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I feel good. I mean, Brian Kelly. The great thing about Brian Kelly is. You know, let's face it, Miles and Ogeron, they had to have a top two or three class. They had to have that to be able to be com- competitive. Brian Kelly is such a great coach in my mind that if he's top ten, maybe top seven, LSU's fine because he's going to coach him up and he's going to develop. Right. And uh, he's setting a culture now of – Kind of like Saban, Saban did at Alabama, what he's doing, where the guys aren't looking to get out because it's such, it's such a toxic situation. I mean, we've heard all stories about uh, Ozier on the way he let that program mm-hmm. fall into just a, a, a wasteland of toxic uh, attitudes and, and things right. going on. And so Kelly's coming in and cleaning that culture up. You know, listen, if if, if – if Ricks would have given Kelly a chance to talk to him, maybe he could have changed his mind, you know, got sure. convinced him to stay like he convinced Brennan to stay. Right. So, uh, you know, it is what it is now. You got to, you got to just move forward. But I think as far as recruiting goes, and like you said, Eric, you said something great, like bench coaching, floor coaching, right, uh, field coaching, diamond on oh. in game management. These guys are all are all uh, top of the line. And gals. He's got his men yeah. and women. They both, they're all top of the line. There's no doubt. Hey, before and and Mulkey might be better than all of them. Well, and look, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if I, you talk to Mike Scarborough, uh, the biggest star on campus is Kim Mulkey, okay? Bar none, okay? Oh, Doesn't matter who else. Talk about any other coach out there. You know, I mean, I was talking to Mike all, all off the air about a week and a half ago, and he was just raving about Kim Mulkey. I mean, over and over again about Kim yeah. Mulkey. You know, I mean, uh, and you know, uh, access to everything. You know, one, you know, and I don't, I don't interview a lot of coaches on this team, on this, on this show. But he's telling me, e, you got, you got, you got to interview Kim Mulkey. You got to get her on, uh, you know, because she's just that type of a dynamic personality. And Mike, you and I remember when she was a <laughs> playing basketball at Hammond High back in the day, right? Oh, with the before French going to Louisiana Braves, Tech. Yeah. Well, I mean, at Louisiana Tech, playing USC with the French Braves, they called a charge on. Them. I mean, they gave it, they gave yeah. it to Cheryl Middle. Come on, Cheryl well, Miller. Come on, they gave it to him. We were we were beside ourselves. Right. She was you know, a great, so I mean, player. great player, high school, college, and of course an incredible coach, uh, no yeah. doubt about it. All right, uh, we're gonna quick, take a quick break for guys for, that are out there that are interested in, in the other regionals. Uh, SLU is in the Auburn regional. They take on number one Auburn. All games are tonight at six o'clock. So, uh, you know, most of them are on again like ESPN Plus. So you have to pick your poison. Louisiana Tech is in the Austin Regional. They'll take on Dallas Baptist. They're the second-seeded uh, team there. Dallas Baptist is the fourth seed. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette is in College Station. This is a really tough regional. Uh, they, they're taking on the second-seeded TCU Horn Frog.
Bulldogs uh, tonight at 6 o'clock as well. So all Louisiana teams going off at 6 tonight. Uh, LSU, SLU, Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Lafayette. Good luck to all four of, again, the Louisiana homegrown teams. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back and continue the conversation with Mike Mazan, Hot the Bench Podcast, Zano Football Podcast, and blog. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I was actually talking to Jason Burkhardt today. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are in hurricane season, and, you know, it's, you know, I mean, I guess we just – look, I'm a procrastinator by heart. I, I know, okay? It takes me a while to get things going at times. Um, but if you've been, been procrastinating and you're looking for that generator, man, you better get on the ball here, okay? Generator sales uh, and service are, are, again, the business of Burkhardt, and generator sales are hot. So even more now, folks that were procrastinating on not getting that generator. Uh, at Burkhardt, they have generators available for you right now. You can finance it over time with low monthly notes. They got a new install quality check they do for everything they install in your home. It's part of their customer service pledge. They'll come out after the first month. Make sure you're, again, comfortable in operating the system. And then when it comes to service after the sale, 24-7, 365 emergency service with a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for the generator. Which that, what does that mean? That means no excuses. You know, again, it's so frustrating when you get a service person to come to your home or your business. They check out what's wrong with the with the with the unit, and they diagnose it, and then all of a sudden they tell you, "Well, we get, we'll be back tomorrow, or we're back next week, or we need to get the part." Then the part is there, and it's ready for you, so they can get you up and running. It's all about again the customer when it comes to Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating. When it comes to generator sales and service, they are the experts. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. It is the William Grant. Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Macy's. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season and save big on all designer suits for him. Find jewelry to complete any look. Tag Ridgefield luggage sets and so much more. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. Sign up for free at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Delays are solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power, and then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. In the meantime, delays are going to be solid on 10 westbound from Crowder to Downman, and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Bonneville to just before the airport. Delays are solid on the 610 if you're traveling on the eastbound side from just before St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also, if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are going to be solid from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. And also be mindful of delays if you're traveling along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting for the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu 
online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Again, today's program brought to you by our friends at the William Grant Family Distillers. Uh, independent Distillers since 1887. Uh, fantastic portfolio of spirits for you. Hendrix Jim Malago, Tequila, Reka Vodka. Uh, all-star lineup of Scotches, Glenfiddich Scots Whiskey, the Balvini Scots Whiskey, Grand Splendid Scots Whiskey, Tullamore Duaris Whiskey, Fistful of Bourbon Bourbon Whiskey, Hudson Bourbon Whiskey, Monkey Shoulder Single Malt, Sailor Jerry Rum, and, of course, uh, again, if you love a rusty nail, well, about, you can't do it without Drambuie, right? Oh, there you go. Uh, all part of the portfolio of William Grant, independent family still since 1887 and proud sponsors of our Friday show. Mike Vazan is with us each and every Friday in our 4 o'clock hour uh, from Hot Off the Bench podcast, the Vazano football podcast and blog. And, Mike, Saints are in their second week of OTAs now. Um, it, it, it's, it's interesting because I've talked about it over the last couple of weeks, uh, really not knowing – uh, the non-participants right now in um, at the OTAs, are they injured and just not on the practice field? Are these guys somewhere else practicing? You know, like for instance, like Demario Davis has not been on the practice field on Thursday the last two weeks. We have Demario Davis is in town today, and he may be in town, may be working behind the scenes. We have no idea. Uh, and he, he was involved in, again, um, uh, one of his uh, philanthropic uh, endeavors. So with uh, this one along with Drew Brees. So – to me, again, I think you know this, Mike. You know, I feel like everybody needs to be there. This is especially with a brand-new yeah. coach. This is about building uh, the roster. This is also about building the cohesion and the culture, et cetera. But with that said, um, man, I tell you what, Mike, the, when I, when I, as I read stuff every single day, uh, I, I love the fact that, that, again, the national media is sleeping on this team. I mean, they're not looking at the same depth chart that I look at every day uh, because this team is a better team than eight – seven, eight and a half, nine games of winning this year, in my opinion. Yeah. Again, they got to be healthy, and Jameis Winston's got to play well. But uh, I really like the way this, this thing is um, really, this thing is really kind of shaping up. Now, I'd like to see Quan Alexander back. I think he's a key piece. 
But other than that, Mike, I don't know. When you look at the depth chart, I, th- I think this is a team that has the opportunity to be able to compete. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that. I mean, they're sleeping on the Saints because Sean Payton left. And that's a big loss. Uh, but listen, last year they had no quarterback. They won eight games. But they won, what was their record? They were nine, eight, nine one, and eight, eight last year. They won nine games. They had a winning record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many close games did they lose? I mean, how many games where they had a quarterback or a wide receiver? you could have put that game into the win column. Right. So uh, they have a quarterback again this season now. It's a little concerning to me that Winston still has that limp. And, you know. And, and wait, wait, let me stop you there. And why, Mike? Because a lot of people are downplaying it. Now, again, you're in that business, okay? You're rehabbing individuals that come back from knee injuries every single day. So, again, you, you, you do this for a living. Uh, a lot of people felt that, again, it was the brace that maybe was making him limp a little bit last week because it, it was a little longer brace. You know, some people just felt that was just part of the process of him coming back. Um, as someone that, again, helps people rehabilitate from injuries like that, what concerns you? Well, I mean, you, you, your legs are so important when you're throwing a ball. I was reading Sean's uh, updates on Twitter, and I was, I was reading his blog where he said a couple of Winston's passes sailed on him, and to me, that's, that's he's not using his legs. He's trying to compensate with his arm strength and not either plant or... Now, which leg? It's the right knee, right? So if it's the right knee, that's his plant knee. So he's got to drop back and put all his weight on in his back foot and then transfer his weight forward. I mean, it's not it could be a mental thing. It could be something he just needs to get past. But, I mean, it could be something where he knows it's not strong enough to be able to to use, to use put all his weight on either leg, mm-hmm. either knee. I mean, if it's if it was the, uh, the follow-through leg, it would be the same thing. When you transfer your weight to the front leg, it, if it's going to give out and you don't have confidence that it's going to hang, then you your throws are going to sail because you're going to overuse your arm. So... Um, that's a little concerning to me, but he still has time to get it right. I mean, I wouldn't play him in preseason. I don't think they were going to anyway. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even – I would just see how it does in training camp. But I wouldn't Timing in training in camp is the key for him. You know, yeah, I, I, I mean, agree with you. I, I don't know if you about him playing in a game, but would you want to have him on that practice field uh, with good timing. And look, look, we know he can go deep, right, Mike? He's got to be able to prove – that he can consistently throw the ball over the middle on time uh, with, again, a now finally, again, weapons that he can utilize. I couldn't blame him last year for not wanting to throw the ball over the middle with the big lot receivers that they had. But yeah. this year, there are no excuses. He's got to be able to, again, be able to throw that ball in the mid, middle, in the, uh, you know, the second and third levels um, when, when you start talking about the middle, uh, the middle of the field, especially that second level. Oh, come on. I mean, the wide receiver – uh, group compared to last year's night and day. I mean, Jarvis Landry, Sean, I wrote again, I heard, I read again where Sean wrote that how great he creates space for a guy that's not known for his speed. And I mean, that's his right. big deal. I mean, his hands and the way he can r- run routes and create his own space, not needing to be a blazer. I mean, you make up for, if you're a 4 6, say 40, and, be, and you, you create space like a 4 3 guy, I mean, space is space no matter how you do it right and whether you're and, doing it with again great route running or physicality and he exactly. has both or speed so he has a he has that and he's got the hands and he's got the 
the knowledge, the experience, and the and the uh, intelligence to be able to use his use his ability against the defensive back and create that space. It's just uh, he to me he's he's going to be my favorite receiver probably. Mm-hmm. To to me he's it's like an art the way he he, he plays wide receiver, kind of like Antonio Pittman. I mean, mm-hmm. um, uh, not with the Antonio the, the trouble guy, the, the wide receiver. Um, from Pittsburgh, who has all kind of. Anyway, um, I just think that he uh, he's going to be a great, great addition, and he's going to be Jameis Winston's security blanket. Believe me. And Aleve and Mike Thomas when he gets back, and Kamara coming out of the backfield, and we haven't even talked about the other guys who played last year, who have a year under their belt of right. full-time football. I think they are really sleeping on the Saints, and uh, to me, it's going to be a rude awakening for the rest of the league because if, mm-hmm. uh, if all things fall into place, then the Saints' offense is going to be just as powerful as it ever was on the Peyton and Breeze. Yeah, and you were looking for Antonio Brown, right? Yeah, I said Pittman. I meant Brown. Yeah, but you no, know, and, and look, Pittman was a fourth round pick. I cut because of uh, of. Um, uh, Pierre Thomas, Pierre and Thomas. we might be looking at a similar thing this year, right? With again, yeah. with Abram Smith, the kid out of Baylor, who it looks like they're counting on to, to be the backup, you know, for Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Now, look, I'm st- I'm still a guy that believes they should go out and get a veteran. I think there are two spots on this team in which again they can upgrade, and um, and that is the that is the running back position. And again, bringing Quan Alexander back at, the, at that linebacker position. I think those are two. Now, some believe also it's the tight end position. What are your thoughts? I love the kid out of Baylor. The Saints have a really good track record with free agent running backs. I mean, as we can, you know, plainly see, we've seen it with our own eyes. And they know how to utilize that position. Uh, you know, retaining Pete Carmichael was huge and keeping some semblance of continuity with the offense. And the way they use the running backs, uh, the Saints do is brilliant. I mean, the way they use them to complement the passing game is, 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 you know, is great. So I really liked it. Now, the tight end position, we need Troutman to do something. We need a, a full season out of him. The Saints yeah. do. Uh, so, uh, but there's a free agent they signed too that could, that could, uh, end up in the mix as well. So, talk about um, Lucas Crowell, the kid out of the kid out of Florida and Pittsburgh. Yeah. And draft a free agent. That's correct. And so, um, yeah, I mean, looking forward to it. I mean, uh, don't like you say about the OTAs, though. The only thing that worries me is is the knee, the the million dollar knee. But I mm-hmm. think it, I think the timing is going to be such that where he he should be ready for uh, opening day. You know, Mike, and I've talked about it this week. If if they can have Davenport and Turner healthy. And they can get uh, what, what I think they're going to get out of Passanio and, and Catavia Street. Uh, that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Cam Jordan. All of a sudden now, yeah. your defensive line, along with Anya Mata, you know, you could you could talk about Grandison getting a, a year a year better. Malcolm Roach and Shai Tuttle played well. Um, you know, that, that's a pretty stout defensive line. The, the, we've talked about the second level, okay, with again Pete Werner coming on, Demario Davis. Hoping they re-sign Quan. I think they're much better in the secondary this year than they were last year. Oh, I think you're right. Um, as good as Marcus Williams graded out with PFF or whatever, whoever the hell does those grades, 
I think they're they're at least as good. I mean, come on, Terry Matthew at safety. Uh, I give. Uh, I think they've improved that position, and I think they've improved the strong safety position as far as you know physicality and you know mm-hmm. uh, maybe not with experience. I mean, uh, you know they well, had Marcus a lot. May, of Marcus May is, is he came out the same year as Marcus Williams, right? Uh, yeah. Sorensen is a guy that is more of a physical type um, uh, a safety. Uh, P.J. Williams is a guy that can play anywhere on the field for you, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think they're pretty solid at safety. And look, Debo, yeah, you, you had a Debo in your mock draft last year, okay? Yeah. So, I mean, he came. He's a starter in the NFL. Uh, no matter, no they, I mean, he kept Roby on the bench last year. Yeah. The only thing Malcolm Jenkins losing him is you losing that that really damn good leadership field on the field knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just knew. You're talking about institutional just, knowledge of the system, right? Yeah, and, and, and what the defense, what the offense was, because, you know, reading the offense, what they were going to do. Right. I mean. But I think Matthew could do that. I mean, I he think he's done it in his career. But he did such a great job against Gronk, say, for example, because he oh, studied right. the mm-hmm. film so so much. Yes. He knew where they were going to be. He knew where they were going to be. Mm-hmm. As much as Brady and Gronk knew it. his skills were eroding down the line, Mike. I mean, last year you could see it. He was a step slower. Yeah. So when that starts to happen, you got to compensate some other kind of way. And he did it by, by, I guess, watching film and just knowing, Mm -hmm. studying the offenses he was playing. And like I said, I mean, they they knew where Gronk was going before, you know, just as much as Gronk and Brady did. No, I'm with you. Brady's glad that Jenkins is out of there, I could tell you that. Yeah, well, but he's got a problem because again, he's still got that defensive line that's going to that's going to attack him up the middle. And that's gonna, oh, that, that, right is, that is that is Achilles heel. Yeah, you're right, my boy. Can't wait. There you go, Mike. Can you believe the hours out up already? Always fun, my friend. Tell us about the podcast, the blog, how folks can follow you on social media. How about the bench, Scotty Craig, and myself on the podcast app, Fazano uh, Football Anchor app, and I'm on Twitter at Michael Fazan. Thanks, brother. We'll do it all over again next week. Always fun, my brother. Mike Vazan with us each and every Friday, 4 o'clock hour. Make sure you tune in. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I talked about Memorial Day, right? AC goes out. I give them a call about 9 o'clock. By noon, the technician's here. By 1230, I'm back up and running, and I'm cool. Okay? I mean, let me tell you. uh, You're talking about service, okay, on a holiday. So, again, if your AC goes out, don't get excited. Don't fret. Don't kick the dog. Don't get mad at the wife or the kids. Just remember acpromise.com, acpromise.com. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Doesn't matter what system you have. They are authorized to service it. It's Burkhardt, doing only the work that's necessary. Truly a company can trust. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You're listening to the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. Reach for William Grant product. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelman. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. If your vehicle squeals or grinds when you slow down or just isn't stopping like it used to, you may need new brake rotors and pads. Now through June 28th at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get 15% off a set of Brake Best Select or Import Direct brake pads and two rotors. Restore safe braking and save money now at O'Reilly Auto Parts or order online at OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Boost Mobile, you get the power of the iPhone SE when you switch, which means the power to stream your favorite shows, download all the music, the power to FaceTime your ex. It's over. Stop calling me. On second thought, don't call your ex. Switch now and get an iPhone SE for $0, all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers in one per line, excluding tax. Additional restrictions apply. 5G not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com for details. And stop calling your ex. She doesn't want to hear from you anymore. Hey, don't forget about Southern Tire. I, I love this commercial. We do it all, whether it's simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, a brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension systems. If you need repairs on your climate control or cooling system, your electronic system, they are the experts. At Southern Tire, they're truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. I think that's all-inclusive, right? I think we pretty much covered about everything. Oh, yes, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. And, of course, ASC certified technicians. The same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, but yet you've got a family-owned and operated business by the Piazza 
family, a great New Orleans family since 1972. Need some help with your vehicle, whether it's a new set of tires or you need repairs, bring it on over to Southern Tire. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers. Uh, Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Big shout-out to the Piazza family. Great, great New Orleans family. All right. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two, we'll bring Christopher Dotson in, talking some pals, Jeff Duncan talking everything. Uh, it is the William Grant family to steal this Friday extravaganza. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie.
Here's our man, Eric Asher. Welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, taking you home every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Don't forget, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, free uh, download for your smartphone or tablet, uh, our digital platform. You'll take the show with you anywhere. You can also catch the podcast there. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find the podcast. So you can listen at your leisure. Uh, Nash FM 106.1 and also ericasher.com is our uh, um, is our is our uh, uh, place on our, on our social on, on our uh, platforms uh, for uh, uh, the World Wide Web. Sorry about that. Got a little distracted there. Um, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, uh, our social media platforms. So again, check that out uh, uh, as well. We've got uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight at nine o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, ten o'clock on LAE. Uh, also on um, 2 a.m. on Saturday morning on The Deuce, and then Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Uh, Garland Gillen of Fox 8 Sports is our guest. and uh, But I'll tell you what, we talked about everything, uh, from Arch Manning to uh, college baseball to LSU, Tulane, and Saints, Pelicans. Uh, uh, we even talked some lacrosse and, and, believe it or not, and soccer, okay, on, on the show. So, again, a lot to talk about on the award-winning Inside the World Sports. Hope you get a, ch- get a chance to check it out. It's already up on our social media platforms in case you're outside of the WLA-TV viewing area or, or again, the Pelican Sports Network. Um, also, I uh, want to thank our guest in the first hour. Uh, that was uh, Mike Vazan of Hot Off the Bench Podcast. Christopher Dotson of uh, Pelican Scoop, uh, who's done a great job in covering the Pels. He's going to join us uh, in just about five minutes from now. So we'll, we'll have him on. And then we'll finish up with Jeff Duncan of Nolan.com, the uh, advocate of the times Union, And we'll talk everything with him. We'll try to, we'll try to fit Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pels. We'll try to fit them all in with uh, Jeff uh, this afternoon. Hey, our, our program every Friday is brought to you by William Grant, Independent Family of Stillers since 1887. And, you know, I've, I've, again, I've had the, 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 the uh, pleasure of, uh, of talking about William Grant now for a long time. Henry's Gym, Malago Tequila, Rekha Vada, Vodka, hands down, again, the, uh, the hottest spirits on the market. You throw in Hendrix Neptunia, uh, again, the, uh, uh, an opportunity for you to be able to uh, taste that great pl- flavor, flavor profile. And, look, folks, we talked about it on, on Mondays now for about the last month and a half. Um, you know, Midsummer Solstice was a hit. Uh, also, Lunar was a hit. Uh, when you talk about limited edition spirits in the super premium gin category, uh, you're not going to get better than, again, what, what um, Hendrix is putting out. And, this, and again, this um, uh, year is now Hendrix Neptunia. So get out there and, again, taste that. It's at your favorite spirit store now. Should be at your, at your favorite uh, watering hole, a bar, or, again, uh, a restaurant. So, again, make sure, again, you're, you're asking for Hendrix Neptunia. And then, look, if you're a scotch drinker, you already know. Uh, I mean, it's like leading the league in scotch. <laughs> All, all-star lineup. 
You know, you're talking about uh, Glenn Fittick Scott's whiskey, the Balvenie Scott's whiskey, Grand Splendid Scott's whiskey, Monkey Shoulder Single Malt, incredible, all award-winning scotches. Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the second largest selling uh, Irish whiskey in the entire world with the Irish drink. Uh, also, Sailor Jerry Rum. We've talked about it over and over again. Uh, again, just an incredible spice from I, I go back to Mardi Gras and doing my Mardi Gras punch where you know, I had about you know, five, six different rums I was mixing you know, to try to get this flavor right. And, you know, again, I was spending all this money on these rums because we lived on the Endymion play, uh, uh, Parade route. And, and then, again, tried Sailor Jerry Rum. Next thing you know, that's it. That was, the, that was it. That was the uh, one rum and, and the ingredients, and that was the punch, okay? Uh, just an incredible spice rum, uh, great for any time of the year. Uh, but again, and, of course, every bottle of Sailor Jerry rum purchased in Louisiana. Of course, those proceeds go to the God Foundation, www.godourtruths.org, worth $200,000 in financial aid given out since 2012. Uh, look, active military members, retired military members, and their family are eligible. So, look, living expenses, Rent, mortgage payments, utility bills, insurance premiums, necessary home repairs. And look, especially after dealing with hurricane after hurricane, tropical storm after tropical event uh, in South Louisiana, uh, you know those families could need their help. So www.gotourtroops.org is, is, the, is the way to be able to give directly. Or again, look, do yourself a favor. Buy yourself a bottle of Sailor Jerry rum and a portion of those proceeds go to the God Foundation to take care of those who are taking care of us. And then, of course, the, uh, when you talk about the bourbon portfolio, Fistful of Bourbon Whiskey and, and Hudson Bourbon, uh, all part of the portfolio of William Grant. Independent family still since 1887. I'm telling you, what a lineup. What a great lineup of spirits. Get out there and demand William Grant. All right. Uh, coming just in about two minutes from now, we're going to have Christopher Dotson on the program. Uh, and uh, as always, want uh, looking forward to having him on the show. Uh, we talk Pels all year round on this show. Uh, so we'll be talking a little bit about what's going on with Pels. Look, a lot of good things going on right now. Uh, and if you're not paying attention, uh, you're really missing out. And Chris has done a great job in, in, in covering the Pelicans, now with Pelican Scoop, formerly with Forbes. Uh, so, again, let's – let's uh, can, can we, we want to go a little bit early. Let's head to the guest line. You got him? You got him ready for me, um, Rude? All right, let's bring him on. Christopher Dotson joins us on the program now. Chris, how are you? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Uh, Eric, thanks for having me on. And, hey, I don't mind coming on early and talking late for the Pelicans. They just have that, that great of an offseason coming up. But, again, thank you so well, much for having me on. You've done a, a fantastic job as part of SI.com in, in uh, you know, again, things that I want to know, right? I mean, again, things as a guy that I do this, and, I, and I'm, 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 I'm consuming this information, and, of course, I'm giving it out to, again, the audience each and every day. And, you know, I want to start back with uh, – with the, uh, the the situation of again, uh, you had an article about uh, about two weeks ago about the possibility of stashing uh, draft picks overseas. I've always liked this. I thought that was one of the great things that San Antonio did and, and kept them relevant for so long, especially when they had a team that was pretty much stacked and they had the draft picks but didn't have a place to put them. And of course, we know uh, that Trajan Langdon has a background in European basketball. So, to me, this is a perfect scenario for a team that, again, has an abundance of picks but doesn't have the roster space available. Why don't you talk about your article and, and what we may see going forward in this draft? Right. Uh, going back to that article, uh, one, of the, one of the biggest uh, prospects coming out of the international ball is Gabriel Perceta. I wrote about him in that article, and then a few days later, you mentioned Trajan Langdon. He was at Perceta's Pro Day, and he, he could be a second-round pick that we stashed for a year. He comes in, and he's so much further advanced than D.D. Silva was. I could see him being a contributor as early as next season. 
There's a couple other guys. You got Michael Foster Jr., Jalen Wilson, uh, Kenny Lofton Jr. from right up the road at Louisiana Tech could come in and really do some things uh, that Willie Herman and Gomez, you know, that that sort of role. But when you start looking at drafts and stashes, I cannot talk about Procetta enough. The front office may not like it, but he's going to be that guy that someone moves up for just to keep him for next year. Yeah, and, and again, like as I said, San Antonio has done that so well. And we knew Trajan Langdon when he became the general manager of this team that that he had inroads in European in, in, in European basketball, overseas basketball. Again, uh, you know, playing over there, etc. And uh, look, that is a a tool in the tool chest that not many NBA player NBA teams take advantage of. Hopefully, the Pels will be one. Yeah, hopefully there'll be one, and I think a lot of that'll come down to Trajan, Swing Cash. They have a lot of European connections, and really working that network, you can get some more information on these guys. And you know, during the draft and the combine, any piece of information could go a long way to helping you make a decision for better, for worse, character-wise, on court, how they approach the game. And Trajan's really got those that that network built in Europe, and the way they use it, it'll it'll actually come down to uh, it, it'll show rather uh, in Birmingham for the squadron and then coming up to the Pelicans, having that full pipeline, that development pipeline streamlined, having everybody on the same page, having Trajan head up that scouting department. So even the guys like uh, the the GM, uh, Joe in Birmingham, they know what they're going to get when they Mm -hmm. get there. And those guys, whether they be drafting stash and they're in the network and Trajan's keeping up with their, their foreign coaches or eventually bringing them to the squadron, those guys know what role they're playing for, what they're getting ready for, what, how they should get comfortable within the system. And that goes a long way, and you've seen it pay off it, this year with just Jose Alvarado. I mean, that whole process, the investment they put into draft and stash and G League, it's already paying dividends for this team. Yes. And I think we'll see more of that going forward. Yeah, I agree with you. Christopher Dotson, again, a Pelican Scoop, part of the SI Network, is with us. Uh, Chris, let's talk about the eighth pick in the draft. Um, who do you like? Uh, is, there a, is there a player that you think will fall to them at eight, where, again, that they can make this roster and, and, again, be a contributor? Do you think they try to trade and move up, maybe into the top four if possible? Or is this a situation where maybe they package the pick uh, with maybe a veteran on the team to be able to bring in another veteran to augment that roster? Where do you think they're going? Well, it's... There's a bunch of teams now starting to shake and move. Uh, Portland, Nurkic just come out and said he might be selling his house. So if we need to move up one spot to get our guy and clear a roster spot, we have the cap to bring him in. If we wanted to jump up for the Kings pick at four or OKC, uh, Oklahoma City just brought in Dyson Daniels, and uh, Dyson Daniels is now going to be here in New Orleans. They, uh, OKC, the Thunder just brought in also Ty Washington, who's not really you know projected to go between eight, nine, ten. So if they move back and the Pelicans want to move up, I'd take any of the top four. Uh, just the way they get hyped up, that's always going to be the case for a top four pick if you can move up and get them and pay minimal cost. I don't think we'll break up the roster for something like that, but it's something you have to look forward to. As far as somebody dropping, I love Keenan Murray. I, I love Dyson Daniels. If I was going just for looking at solid contributors this year, it's Keenan Murray. If I can draft for potential, maybe i go with Shaden Sharp. But I know Mathurin has been mentioned with the Pelicans extensively. I know I've been on other podcasts and talked about how I just didn't like the way he played in Arizona. Sometimes it looked like he couldn't make his teammates better, in my opinion. But I also know, talking with several people in the front office that will be there on draft day, they're higher on him than I am. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And um, how about the possibility of them going the veteran route and adding another veteran to this roster and maybe giving up that eighth pick? Do you think that's a possibility? And if so, I, I, how much of a possibility? It, it is a possibility in, in the sense that there's always that 1% chance. You know, you're saying there's a chance. I think this team's going to come out of the draft with at least one, you know, rookie prospect. They could still make an unbalanced trade. At, I'm looking again at Portland with Nurkic to really bring in some backup depth, depending on how they you know, negotiate with, say, Zion Williamson and Larry Nance and what, what kind of insurance policy they think they need. And then also they could make that one move up. They can make a few moves back. I think only the Knicks at 11 would not have anything to offer. But if they wanted to move back as far as, like, maybe 14, they could still get their guy if they have an eye on someone in that middle tier of talent and prospect that they, you know, they just don't see there's a reason not to maybe cash in and build a war chest and still get their guy. And you could still add a veteran. I don't see a big move where we completely move out of this draft for, say, uh, DeAndre Ayton. I don't, I don't think that's really in the cards. Right. You also, again, recently wrote about another thing that, again, um, uh, uh, again I, I like reading this kind of stuff. Again, the flexibility they have with the mid-level and the trading section options that, that again, they've, they've kind of stashed now and how they can utilize that to be able to build this roster going into the offseason. Talk about it. Right. Again, that comes down to an unbalanced trade to clear that roster spot. We have a trade exception now we could use for $6.3 million that could bring in a decent vet. I mean, we're already paying Garrett Temple $5 million. We can move off him, bring in a mid-level player, and then stack that. You've really got someone now that's flirting with that top end mid-level exception, $10, $11 million a year, and you have it burned through your mid-level exception. However, that, does, that, that trade exception I just mentioned expires J- July 7th. So the team is on the clock that first week if they want to make that kind of move. Past that, you've got the $11 million a year, uh, four-year, $44 million, like contract, or three years for 20 I believe it was, that you can offer and still stay below that luxury tax line. But that uh, the reason I wrote that article is how they use that will signal what this team plans to do both this year and going into next year when Zion's contract's kicking in, when they're looking at a Giannis Valanciunas extension. The way they use that this year will show you if they're going to go over that tax apron or if they're waiting because they don't want to pay that repeater tax. However they use that mid-level exception and hard cap themselves will tell us a lot for the future going forward. Today you wrote about something that I think a lot of people were, were, were trying to anticipate what was going to happen, and that is off-season workouts. Would the team be working out in New Orleans? Are they going to get together in other cities? Is Zion going to be part of it? You answered all those questions today in your article. Talk about it. Yeah, uh, getting straight to what people want to hear and Zion working out, I don't think we'll see much the next two weeks. One, because July 1st is when the, the league you know deadline, uh, the new season opens up. This contract will be secured signed but cj did say they would be playing in new york during nba draft week i think if you read between the lines that's zion telling cj this contract extension is not going to be going to the end to the deadline i'll be ready to play with you and that's a good sign for there if you look further zion's already said during his exit interviews he would go to spain to play with willie hernan gomez and help him out with his camp jackson hayes did as well I don't have the dates right on me, but you're looking at a month worth of workouts that Zion Williamson is now starting to commit to with his teammates. They were talking about going out to Phoenix where Ingram keeps one of his offseason homes. So the fact that Zion's going to travel around and meet his teammates where they're at says a lot about his investment into this team 
at how this team is really wanting to work with him all summer because they, they, they saw the potential of what they could be. They, they know there's a championship waiting if they put in the work this summer. And when you say the work, you're talking about more than just Zion and a couple of players. You're talking about the players coming together as a team and saying, okay, guys, we're working out here this week, whether it's going to be in Spain, whether it's going to be in Phoenix, whether it's going to be in New Orleans, wherever it's going to be. Last year it was what, Nashville as well. Uh, but getting the whole team together and, again, uh, having that internal leadership lead, leading those workouts. Right. Every one of these workouts, you're seeing multiple Pelicans players. I think maybe CJ put one up. He was doing work with a shooting doctor. But other than that, mm-hmm. you've got Trey Murphy and Jackson Hayes and Najee all working out. you got Jose. You know, Jose can't work out as much right now because he's being a media star. But he's joined a couple of these workouts in between his shoots. Yes. Uh, seeing this team get together as a group when they're not happen to be in a group tells you everything about this locker room. Because, you, you, you know, some of these teams – as soon as they lose that last game, they're all on separate flights. This Pelicans sure. team is still getting together in the same room and having fun together. I want to go back to something that before we talk about Zion and his contract, and, and that's Herb Jones uh, getting snubbed when you talk about the uh, uh, the all defensive team. Uh, still, when I, as I'm watching this NBA playoffs, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how did how did that happen? Other than again, it, it's the rookie snub that that he got for a team that was again a losing team. What are your thoughts? My thoughts on Herb Jones got robbed. I mean, he, he should deserve that. It, it should be something that he could put on his resume for his contract, and that always helps his negotiations. And we've seen what Herb's put done for the city. He's going to deserve every dollar when it comes time for him to get a new contract. But for the city, that was the greatest thing that ever happened. I was talking to one of the players' reps who also reps a comedian uh, on the side and explained that his his, his comedian uh, play guy went up, did a, like one of those competitions. And he said, don't win it, come in second, because then everybody's going to come and say how much more they appreciate you because you didn't get that recognition then. And that's also going to drive you to be better later. And I think that's what's going to happen with Herb is people Mm -hmm. saw he got snubbed, and now he's getting more love from everyone around the national media because he got snubbed, and he will get extra love later on. Yep, that's, that's a great point. Again, more people talking about the fact that he got snubbed than maybe, again, those that, that voted or decided not to vote for him. And, and but, but let's talk about Zion because, again, the, the, there's going to be a contract that's going to be offered to him this summer. Uh, there's already, again, been at least multiple stories saying that the Pels are going to have uh, parameters in that contract to protect them uh, from injury. Uh, and uh, there will be incentives for Zion in that contract, again, if he's healthy and can play. What are you hearing? What do you anticipate happening in terms of the contract? I expect most of it to be fully guaranteed at the end of the day. Uh, you, people will say, well, he's only played 80-something games, 85 games. Yeah, one of those seasons was locked out, so he couldn't play the full amount. But sometimes they want to make those comparisons to Joel Embiid and his contract. I, I see maybe $160 million can get guaranteed. There's another 25 on top of that. You would put some workout clauses, maybe even put a playoff clause if you appear in a playoff game and help us get us there. After playing, say, 50 or 60% of the regular season, your contract becomes fully guaranteed. Because at that point, say next year, Zion plays 60 games, reaches a 50-60% threshold, takes the team to the playoff. Would, would you care about – would anybody not guarantee the contract at that point? I don't think anybody would vote against it. So you might as well put that in the contract now to make him happier and give him – you know, give him a little bit of that carrot. You don't want to use too much of the stick in these negotiations. You want to give a lot of carrots. It'd be interesting. Do you think that'll get done before uh, uh, July 1st, the beginning of the um, NBA New Year? 
yeah, I fully expect it to be done or, and announced, agreed upon. You know, you can't sign and file everything to make it official. We learned a lot about those deadlines for the Lonzo Ball trade and how right. things happen within minutes. But I think you'll get some leaks that it's done before the NBA draft. You'll hear that there's progress being made from all your big ESPN national types or that, you know, the team has come closer together on certain issues. I think those sorts of things will be leaking out, not this week, give it time, but come next week and we get to a week before the draft. I think you'll start hearing more of that, uh, that kind of news come out. Chris, final, final question for you. When you talk about um, uh, the NBA Finals now, uh, Boston versus Golden State, Boston now again uh, winning, winning game one. Uh, your thoughts on the series? Uh, thoughts on the series in a Pelicans lens is they have a lot to learn on what they, they're going to need. They're going to need another backup big man. They're seeing what Kevin Looney can do. They're seeing what, what if you look at how the rosters have been constructed, yeah, the, the Warriors use KD's big contract to add in uh, uh, Wiggins. But Boston also built from the ground up. The Warriors built from the ground up. So just, just be smart. Continue that organic growth. And look for a big move, but it's not there. If it's not there, you don't have to make it. And I think that that one, the Warriors made that big move to get KD and then filled out his salary slot to keep mm-hmm. that dynasty alive. But the Celtics also did not make those moves back in the Danny Age days that built this contender because we could have two or three of these guys on our team, and it's yeah. Anthony Davis the other way. They both right. took different approaches, but they both wound up in the finals. And the Pelicans can learn something from both. Doing a fantastic job on Pelican Scoop. Love, love reading your stuff. Tell the folks how they can find your stuff on the World Wide Web, how they can follow you on social media as well. Yep, we're over at uh, pelicanscoop.com. We also do a few things for musicmoviesandhoops.com. We just did a uh, different kind of look into the music that's being played by the DJs and how they really changed that up. And if you want to follow everything I do for the Pelicans, because I cover from a couple of different sites, head over to Twitter, just type in at doingitdodson.com. And you can find my handle and the link to all my work there. Beautiful. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, Eric. Thanks. Christopher Dotson, again, Pelican Scoop and so much more. Uh, check him out, doing a Dotson on Twitter. You know, it's interesting. And I was watching last night. I'm watching a game, and I'm watching the Warriors. And I'm seeing the second-generation NBA players that, that are on that team. Uh, you know, you had Wiggins. Again, his dad was Mitchell Wiggins, right, former NBA player. Uh, Steph Curry, his dad, again, you know, uh, was uh, Del Curry. Uh, you got uh, Clay Thompson. His dad was, was, was Michael Thompson, right? Uh, you know, Gary Payton Jr., or Gary, Gary Payton II, rather, okay? Uh, uh, you've got Otto Porter Jr., again, his dad, Otto Porter. Uh, just amazing when I looked at that lineup last night, I'm thinking to myself, because it really never hit me before. Uh, you know, look at all the second-generation players they have, former NBA players, NBA players that, again, a lot of us uh, that, that are, again, you know, my age or maybe just a little bit younger, that you saw their, you saw their dads play, okay? You saw their dads play in college, saw their dads play in the, in, in the league, and, of course, now these guys come in full circle with, with Golden State. Look, it's, it's a hard series for me because I really like both teams. As I mentioned in the first hour, we like the way Golden State built the, built their roster. You know, they built it through the draft. They did it the right way. Yes, uh, uh, Kevin Durant came in, and they wanted, 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 wanted a title with him, but that was short-lived, and they're back to, again, doing what they've done, which is building through the draft. Look, they were a bad team a couple of seasons ago, right? Uh, a lottery pick ended up, again, uh, uh, adding to that roster. And, look, that Boston team, has been simmering for a long time. Uh, it's amazing what Hawford uh, has done in terms of coming back 
back after a short stint with the Celts. Then again, he goes to Philadelphia. Now he's back with the um, uh, with, with the Celtics. Remember, he was rumored to be uh, going to the Pels at one time. And, of course, the difference that he has made for that team. But Tatum has, has really uh, set himself up as one of the best players in the league. You know, Smart continues to get better each and every year. Uh, Brown, so Brown, Smart, Tatum. And we were talking about those guys when they were talking about the Anthony Davis deal. You know, and then you look at, at Williams, again, the, who they drafted. Uh, you, you go to uh, you know, you go to Tice. Uh, you know, White has played really well for them. Pritchard. I mean, you go right down the line. I mean, they have uh, even Williams. Williams is a kid out of Louisiana. Okay, uh, and of course, went to Texas A&M. Uh, they have done a great job in, in, in the draft, and they built through the draft through the Danny Ainge era, and now with Brad Stevens at, as their general manager, you know, adding some pieces there, and you know, making it now to to, to the NBA Finals. Uh, something that a lot of people thought they should have done previously, uh, but they've matured now, and I think it's gonna be a great series. I think it's going all the way to seven, and and again, it's good to have the NBA. Uh, where, again, you've got now you've got two teams, one in San Francisco, one in Austin. So now you're going to get the entire nation that's going to be watching. Uh, and, and guess what? It's not super teams. These are teams that were built by the, in the draft. You know, and it's so good to be able to see that. Again, the super teams uh, that are dying off. Uh, because we know it's tough to build a super team in, in, in a small market like New Orleans. But you can build through the draft and emulate what, again, both Boston and Golden State have done. And I think the Pels are on their way for sure. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. In the market for a new system, ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Uh, they are authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. They will come out, use their expertise, and also, again, modern um, equipment to go into your home or your business. Measure your home and business to make sure, again, they got the, you got the right tonnage, the right uh, uh, AC system to be, able to, to be able to cool your home uh, during the summer months and, of course, the right heater to be able to heat that home up during the winter. They're the experts. They'll sit down with you, do consultation they're listening they want to find out what you're looking for and then they'll give you the best options to be able to choose for yourself the service at the sale is impeccable uh again nate certified technicians and then 15 trucks in the field 30 minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business truly a company you can trust it's burkhardt air conditioning and heating that's acpromise.com acpromise.com you are listening to the william grant family the this friday extravaganza reach for a william grant product a uh, fantastic portfolio of spirits with William Grant, Hendricks Gin, Malago Tequila, Reka Vaca, Hendricks Neptunia Gin, and then, of course, Drambuie, as well as, again, an all-star lineup of scotches, uh, which include Glenfinnick Scotch Whiskey, the Balvini Scotch Whiskey, Grant's Blender Scotch Whiskey, Monkey Shoulder uh, Single Malt, uh, Fistful of Bourbon Bourbon Whiskey, Hudson Bourbon Whiskey, Sailor Jerry Rum, uh, and, of course, Tullamore Du Iris Whiskey, all part of the portfolio of William Grant. Uh, again, demand it at your favorite uh, bar, your favorite watering hole, your favorite restaurant. Make sure when you head to your spirits, favorite spirit store, you reach for William Grant product. Independent family distillers since 1887. We'll be right back with Jeff Duncan of Dola.com. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. The toasted cheddar chalupa is back in town. And by in town, that means at Taco Bell. So if crispy bites of cheddar cheese toasted onto a flaky shell sounds delicious to you, get yourself a toasted cheddar chalupa at participating Taco Bell locations for a limited time only. The winds remain heavy if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power and delays pick back up 10 eastbound 
from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are heavy from Bonneville to the airport on the 610. On the eastbound side, your delays are heavy from Veterans Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are solid from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. If you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway, look out for delays from Stumpf Boulevard to just before Barataria Boulevard. And delays pick back up from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And in the meantime, Look out for accidents, Chef at Iroquois, also South Carrollton at Oleander, and Chapatulas at Harmony. I'm Eric Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by our friends at William Grant. Independent Family Distills since 1887. Get out there and enjoy a William Grant product. Henry's Gin, Malago Tequila, Rekha Vodka. Uh, of course, uh, also Glenn Fittick Scott's Whiskey, the brand Grant Spender Scott's Whiskey, the Balvini Scott's Whiskey, Monkey Shoulder Single Malt, Cellar uh, Jerry Rum, uh, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, uh, Fistful of Bourbon, Bourbon Whiskey, and Hudson Bourbon Whiskey, and Drambouille, because you can't make a, a rusty nail without Drambouille, okay? All part of the portfolio of William Grant. Um, I, I had a, um, my wife and I went to dinner the other night, and um, uh, we had a, I had a fistful of bourbon, uh, old-fashioned, which was absolutely outstanding. 
And uh, Fistful of Bourbon is really a really great bourbon. Um, the price point is, is, is really great. And it's a really, really quality bourbon. I think you guys remember Mike Fazan talking about this about, you know, maybe six months ago. Uh, I turned him on to it. And, of course, you know, he went out to his favorite spirit store. And he got, he couldn't, first of all, he couldn't believe the price point on it, uh, how inexpensive it was. And just a quality bourbon. So, again, if you love bourbon, try Fistful of Bourbon. Uh, it really is a good bourbon. Uh, quality product from William Grant, independent family distilled since 1887. All right, let's head to the guest line now. Join us on the program. My good friend Jeff Duncan of uh, Noel.com, Times Picayune, The Advocate, doing a great job, uh, as, as always, again, uh, informing the mass of what's happening in the sports world here in New Orleans. Jeff, how are you, bud? I'm doing good, Eric. Man, how you doing? Doing great. Glad, glad to have you back on the show. And, man, so much going on, right? <laughs> and, right now, and, you know, from college baseball to uh, the Saints OTAs to getting ready for the Pelicans draft. Uh, Never, never a dull moment in sports, except for maybe that, that couple of weeks in July, right? Because we're not really a major league baseball town. Uh, that, you know, before you get where, where again, you, you finish kind of the NBA, and then, and of course, you're going into, um, into uh, training camp for the Saints. Yeah, there's that dead period we get uh, in July. You're right. I, I, mean, I know the Saints, and they're getting ready to uh, kind of go dark, right? I mean, as soon as they get done with that mini camp, everybody yep. takes off, and that's their downtime, and that. The NFL is such a uh, you know year-long coverage now. That's the biggest difference from when I started covering the team in 2000 to now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember you used to be able to have an off-season, and now, I mean, we've got people out there covering these OTAs, Eric. Like, like you know, it's the Super Bowl. It's crazy, right? No, it is. But I mean, but look, there's a there's a thirst for anything NFL out there. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's 24/7, and especially when you you know. Jeff, I'll ask you directly because uh, the national media is down on this team, and I, and I think that we're closer to it, and I think, uh, at least myself, I see a team that is definitely better than eight and a half games. And I think a team that, if again, if they're healthy and Jameis Winston plays at a high level, this is a team that can challenge not just for the division championship, but may, maybe have a chance to challenge for the conference championship. Um, am, I, am, I off, am I off way off mark here, or where do you stand on that? Well, look, I think if – there's potential there. There's no question. Uh, I think the, the the reason for skepticism nationally is just because, you know, there's no Drew Brees and there's no Sean Payton, and those those are the faces of a franchise. And there's there's certainly uh, questions about Dennis Allen as head coach from his time in in Oakland. Uh, you know, there's no doubt that there's going to be uh, questions about that. And then Jameis Winston, I don't think, has proven yet, at least in the national conscious that he can lead a team to, to, to a playoff. So I think that's why there's questions uh, nationally. And I also think there's a lot of um, things that have to go right for this team. I, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of players coming off major injuries. You know, there's a, lot, there's a, there's yes. a looming suspension out there. Uh, you know, there's just so many things that have to go right, and typically they don't. You know, they're typically – Things happen. We saw that last year. And when you don't have uh, the depth that, that, that this team lacks because of, of some of the, the salary cap situations the last couple of years, I think it leads itself to, uh, you know, maybe a 500 season. So we'll see. But I, I'm a little more cautious about it uh, and probably find myself somewhere in between. If you could see, as you look at it right now, because things can change between now and camp. Uh, if there are weaknesses on this team now that they still have to fill, what are they? 
Well, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of things you could look to. I mean, I think the quarterback position still unproven in my mind. You know, I, I don't think Jameis Winston's yet with, with Pete Carmichael calling plays. I think that's a huge question mark. We don't know yet. So I, I feel like that's got to come together. What's going to happen with um, – with, with uh, Mike Thomas, is he going to be healthy? He's still not even on the field right now, you know? I just think there's a lot of things that have to come together that we don't know yet at the high NFL level. You know, we're talking about a very high level here that they have to compete at to, to get to the point we're talking about. Uh, I'm not saying they can't get there. I think there's a ceiling that this team can reach, but I do think there's question marks. I mean, until these guys – I mean, Jameis Winston's limping on the field right now. I, right. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that there's reason to be concerned about that with two months to training camp. Um, defensively, they look as good as any team in, in, in the league right now. Again, I've mentioned, like, I'd like to see Quan Alexander come back because I think he solidifies the second level. But I think they've upgraded the back end, in my opinion. And, and of course, uh, they've got to be healthy on, on the defensive line. But if they're healthy, they could be as good as anybody in the league. Yeah, now I do think that's the one area you can hang your hat on. Uh, there's much fewer questions about the defense, uh, you know, than I, I think we've ever had going into a season. I do think they've got a couple of guys, Demario Davis and and uh, Cam Jordan, who are getting up there, you know, and eventually there's going to be a drop off in production. It's just inevitable. Father time is going to going to rein in. But and same, I think you could say for Tyran Matthew. We don't know yet exactly how he's going to produce. Uh, in that role. So I, I think that the older players are the ones I'll be watching to see where their level of play is at. Uh, but otherwise, there are very few holes in that roster defensively. And I think you've got some emerging players. I think it's a big year for Marcus Davenport going mm-hmm. into basically a contract year as a yes. edge rusher. Can he emerge? We keep waiting for him to emerge. Is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson going to break out in his contract year so there's a couple of guys with a lot on the line that you would expect to have big years uh you know that i think have the ability to become pro bowl level talents let's shift gears to the pelicans the big question is will zion be offered a a max deal in the offseason and if so will there be protections in that in that um contract to protect the club in case again he continues continues to be often injured what are you hearing yeah, look, I, I think pretty much what everybody else is hearing, you know, there's going to be a similar deal to what Joel Embiid got, uh, you know, with a lot of injury protections for the organization. And I don't see how Zion Williamson has the leverage to demand anything otherwise. Uh, you know, I don't see what leverage he has right now, considering how many games he's missed. It's very similar to Embiid. He didn't have much leverage. Uh, so I, I can see that happening uh, if it drags beyond this summer, I don't think it's a good sign for anybody involved, and I'll be surprised if it does, uh, because I think there's been a lot of progress made between the two sides uh, off the court, and I think C.J. McCollum's had a big role in that, and I think Willie Green's had a big role in that, and if I'm a Pelicans fan, uh, I'm more encouraged about that than anything else, is that if you'd asked me four or five months ago if Zion was going to be here long-term, I would have probably been more inclined to say no Mm-hmm. And now I think the scale's tipped in the other direction. Jeff, do you think they're going to use the eighth pick or will they try to move up or, or will they maybe utilize that pick, package a, a player, and try to maybe get another veteran here? What direction do you think they're going with the draft? 
Well, I think they'll look at every option, Eric. I think, you know, that you go in, you have a plan A and a plan B, and you see what materializes, what's available on the market. But I think at the stage and the maturation of this roster right now and the depth that they have, I would be surprised if they keep that pick. I think they're better served maybe to use it, package, and try and get a veteran in here, wing player that can fill a role, maybe a defender that can help take this team to the next level because I really feel like they're poised right now with this, with the maturation and the timeline that they're on, uh, that a, a rookie is really not going to find much playing time. I think mm-hmm. uh, you're better served maybe going out and getting a, a guy that's ready to contribute right away. Tulane fired Travis Hewitt. Um, and, um, Obviously, again, they're, they're in the market for a, a, a new coach. A lot of Tulane fans would like them to go within the Tulane family. Uh, Gotro from Mississippi State uh, for, uh, has, has been reported to turn them down already. What direction do you think they're going? Are they going with, again, a, 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 somebody in the Tulane family, or will, uh, will Dannon step out again and, and go his own way? Knowing Dannon, I, I think he's going to go whatever way he feels is best. You know, I don't think he's going to succumb to pressure from from the Tulane fan base he, he hasn't shown that in the past uh, and I think he's I think Gotro has been a perfect hire uh, but I, I think there's questions about can Tulane continue to produce it at, at the level that I think expectations are uh, and yet still have some of the the hurdles uh, that they have to clear at, at that university I think there's some questions about the conference uh, you know in, in in the future of the conference and what level that's going to be at? Losing, you know, programs like Houston uh, certainly don't help. So I, I think it's not as attractive a job as I think we may think, uh, you know, nationally, mm-hmm. uh, right. because of some of the, you know, some of the hurdles you have to clear. When you know, when you're talking about partial scholarships, which is what baseball has, you know, I think they have a, what is it like, eleven or thirteen scholarships, mm-hmm. and you're trying to field the whole team. When you get a partial to Tulane, I mean, it's. It doesn't go yeah. a long way. Not <laughs> far at all. When you, yeah, when you look at that, what, what tuition is there. So it's, it's a difficult job. I mean, it really is, especially when you consider what it used to be and how much more competitive they used to be nationally. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, four Louisiana teams make it to the regionals. Let's take LSU and the Hans Pattysburg Regional first. Uh, they are the second seed taking on the fourth seed Kennesaw. Uh, your thoughts on tonight's game? All teams, uh, all games again. First pitch at six o'clock tonight. Uh, but uh, their, their chances of advancing in this regional. Well, look, I think they obviously have to win tonight. I mean, it goes without saying. I think they're the favorite in the region. I'll be surprised they don't come out of there. Uh, I just I just think they they got the most talent and I think in some ways you know bowing out the way they did in the SEC tournament should give them a little bit of a competitive edge and some fire they didn't get the the home region and you know in, in Baton Rouge that certainly was disappointing so they should be completely wired in and focused I know Southern Miss will have a partisan crowd there but you know there's going to be a ton mm-hmm. of, of LSU fans going over there so it should be uh, offset by by that. I'll, I'll be surprised if LSU doesn't make it out. But then after that, I think all bets are off. Yeah. LSU, um, SLU, again, four seed in the Auburn region. will take on number one Auburn. It's going to be tough to be able to get out of that regional. But, look, they, they're like Lazarus. They, they, they came back from the dead. So, who knows? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I mean, but you know how baseball is, Eric. I mean, you sure. get a dominant pitching performance. Somebody has a hot, mm-hmm. hot game, and you get up on a team, and uh, the, the pressure inverts. Uh, we've seen it happen to – LSU before yeah. in Alex Box, which is 
one of the most notoriously difficult places to play, but there's such high expectations on the home team that if they get behind, suddenly the pressure flips on the on the, the higher seeded team and the you know, you end up with a Stony Brook situation. I mean I've yeah. seen it happen. So I wouldn't rule anybody out in, in college baseball. Right. Including Louisiana Tech uh, in, in, in that Austin region. It seemed like, again, they played so well in midweek games against Louisiana teams. Uh, you know, they're the second ranked uh, team in, the, in that region taking on Dallas Baptist tonight. Yeah, and, and they've got bats, and, you know, they're always dangerous uh, when they get hot. I've seen Louisiana Tech play a number of times, and uh, when they get dialed in, they could beat anybody in the country. Absolutely no mm-hmm. doubt. Great coaching staff there. It's all going to come down to can they can they pitch? To me, if they if they get any type of pitching, they'll be right in the mix with Texas. And Louisiana Lafayette's the third seed going up against a tough, tough TCU team tonight as well. Yeah, same thing. I mean, they're but they're battle tested. You know, that's a program that's yeah, they been are. there before. Not going to be intimidated by the stage in any way. But I'll be surprised if we don't get a couple of these uh, Louisiana teams at least in the finals and with a chance to advance to the regional. I agree with you. I think the midweek, mid-week games toughen up these teams. Uh, you know, I think they really does uh, having to go against each other. Uh, and it's always good baseball here in Louisiana. Hey, Jeff, what you got coming up for us uh, in the Picayune uh, that we can look forward to? Well, look, we got a lot of things. Uh, you know, obviously we'll be out at the OTAs you know, next next week uh, preparing for the mini camp. And, uh, you know, looking ahead to, to some of the summer stuff that happens here. I, I've got a, a story that I'll, I'll – tip people off on it. It's a few weeks out, but it's something I'm really having fun reporting. You might remember this, Eric, 1992 U.S. Olympic track and field trials. We're coming up on yes. the 30th anniversary of that. Mm-hmm. And it was just a seminal event for this city. It yes. launched careers. It was just an amazing thing that we had Carl Lewis, Gail Devers, Hollis mm-hmm. Conway, some of the greatest track athletes in history of the sport at Tad Gormley Stadium, <laughs> exactly. you know, in 95-degree temperatures, yeah, uh, national event. And it's just it's been a lot of fun reliving that. We're going to have a big spread on that in a couple weeks. What was that? Was, was the, they said that the Barcelona uh, weather was similar to New Orleans weather, and that's why it was great to have the, have the, the trials here at that time. Yeah. I think that, that, was, I think that we, was the deal. We sold them that. a bill of goods on that one. Yeah, we sure did, didn't yeah. we? I don't think we're. I, I, I told Jay Cicero at the Sports Foundation. I said it's no surprise we were one and done on the Olympic trials, yeah. but when it was it was a huge success and yes, and it launched careers. I mean, Mike Millay at the time was the head mm-hmm. of Sports Foundation. He gets hired at Disney World of Sports, which opened the door for Doug Thornton to get hired at the Sports Foundation, mm-hmm. and he eventually comes to the Superdome and runs that. And Jay right. Cicero. So I mean, there was a lot of dominoes that fell that careers were launched because of the success of that event. And then you look at again the successes that have come from those those individuals that are there. Okay, that you know from the from the Hornets coming to again the the the, uh, uh, the renovation of the dome and so many things that w- when you look at the dominoes how they fell uh, again be- because of that because of that uh, track and uh, uh, the track and field uh, fi- uh, uh, trials being here. Yeah, I mean if you've ever been out to Tag Gormley, it's a great high school venue and mm-hmm. it's obviously historic and it's very nostalgic for a lot of New Orleanians. But it's just amazing that we got the yeah. U.S. track and field trials here. I mean, no it, doubt. it still blows my mind, and it, but it's a great story, and, uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, there was some seminal storylines from that that, uh, you know, had repercussions all over, all over the sports world. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate your time always. Uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon, and uh, at Jeff underscore is how you can follow him on Twitter. Have a great weekend.
Thanks, Eric. You too. Take care, buddy. All right. There's Jeff Duncan. Uh, again, uh, New Orleans Times Picayune. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is Rapid Urgent Care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season and save big on summer style essentials like 50 to 60% off all designer suits for an effortless touch of cool, 40 to 75% off fine jewelry to complete any look, and get ready to jet set with Tag Ridgefield luggage sets just $74.99. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up for free at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices exclusion supply.
If you work remote, Staples has you covered. A mid-mod desk chair to rejuvenate my ho-hum workspace. Staples has you covered. A place to put my papers so I can be more productive. A storage cabinet that I can roll out of the way on weekends. Staples has you covered with remote workspace solutions. And now get 25% off storage and filing products, chair mats, decor, and lighting. With the purchase of an office chair or desk, explore solutions for your remote workspace at Staples, the working and learning store, N72, in-store only. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate it. Have a fantastic weekend. I want to thank Mike Fazan, Christopher Dotson, Jeff Duncan for joining us on the program. I want to thank uh, Rudy back at Studio Producing. I want to thank William Grant uh, for supporting our program. Please reach for William Grant product and all the great sponsors sponsor our show. Go to ericasher.com for a slide for the sponsor sponsor our show. And thank you so much for, uh, again, supporting those sponsors. Ken Trahan is up next with All Access. I'm Eric Asher. See you on Monday straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.